Somebody need to do a song for L.A. Straight up, just for Go California. Go out to L.A. Oh, new is. anthem. California Love Part 2. What? Uh, to live in Con, L.A. West Side. West Side. West Side. Welcome back to the No Further Comments podcast, a.k.a. the NFC, the Basketball Insider Edition. This is episode number 13. It's not going to be the Paul George edition. You know, he wore number 13, but I'm your host, Alex Meacham, and today is July 2nd, 2018. And yesterday, at around 8 p.m., Clutch Sports Group released a statement. Let me read this statement. LeBron James, four-time NBA MVP, three-time NBA Finals MVP, 14-time NBA All-Star, and two-time Olympic gold medalist has agreed to a four-year, $154 million contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's let this chorus from Tupac Shakur come in. If you guys grew up in the 90s, you, you, you know this song. South Central LA can't get no stranger full of drama like a soap opera. On the curb, watching the ghetto bird helicopters. I observe so many homies getting three strikes to talk to That is Tupac Shakur's song, To Live and Die in LA, off the Machiavelli album. And of course, that song is very, very fitting for today's podcast. Now, now, Tupac is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Uh, Jay-Z, I think, is the GOAT. He is the greatest rapper of all time. And just like Michael Jordan, I think Michael Jordan's the GOAT of basketball and Jay-Z's the GOAT of hip-hop. I think LeBron James and Tupac, and I've said this before on a different podcast uh, episode. It might have been like eight or nine. I talked about LeBron being very similar to Tupac, in my opinion. And there are a lot of reasons why. I think when, when LeBron's career is over, when, when this whole, when he finishes up with the Lakers and whatever happens after that four-year deal is up, I think we will look at LeBron like we look at Tupac. A lot of people think that Tupac is one of the greatest rappers of all time. And I, I can't argue with those folks that say Tupac is one of the greatest rappers of all time. I, I say, listen, I, I get it. I get the emotion behind his music. And obviously, anytime someone passes away, their music and their just their life gets elevated to another level. And it's just, just the way it is. Elvis and, and, and many others, Bob Marley, and although Bob Marley obviously made, made excellent music. And a lot of people love Elvis and... Um, and Bob Marley and, and many others, and, and the same thing with, with Tupac, their music gets elevated. And I think when LeBron retires, um, we will look at him in the, in, the same type of, in the same type of way with his greatness. I will still think Michael Jordan's the greatest, and there's so many people of my generation that will think Michael Jordan's the greatest. Now listen, hey, this podcast is all about LeBron Ramon James. But before we get into the details of his decision to go to the Los Angeles Lakers, I want to throw out a couple things real quick. Our social media, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at NFC Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, No Further Comments Podcast. You can also follow me on social media. If you don't like what I'm saying, you disagree with me, give me a shout out on Twitter. I'm at 
Alex underscore Meacham. That's M-E-A-C-H-A-M. You can look me up on Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham, M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm also on Facebook, Alex Meacham. All right, now we got the social media out the way. We'll be back actually next week with a normal No Further Comments podcast, episode number 52 with Glenn Riley and Mario Doremus, our super producer. Uh, that will take place in the Kenwood iHeart Studios. Today I'm located in the Anderson Community Town Center here in Anderson Township at the ACTV. Shout out to Shane Reinhardt who does a great job editing up all of our stuff and very helpful uh, for the No Further Comments podcast. So shout out to Shane. All right, let's get this party started. I, I'm basically going to start off by, by bragging. I, and I need to brag. I want to brag because I said from the start, LeBron James will go to the Lakers. I've been saying this from day one. And there are a lot of reasons why I thought it would be L.A. Braun. Now, as of this morning, it was reported that Sherwin-Williams, the, the company, who owns a building there, I think their global headquarters are, are downtown Cleveland. Their headquarters has decided, I think along with maybe Nike, that they're going to take down the giant LeBron James banner that hangs. And it's been up there for, for some time since he's come back to Cleveland. And it's kind of one of those things where it's, it's a staple of downtown Cleveland. You see this huge LeBron James banner, you know, I've seen on... Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, a lot of the different social media outlets, Snapchat, you see tons of kids and people take pictures in front of this banner doing the arm stretched out like LeBron James is doing and they're taking that down. And I listen, I get it. You know, LeBron James is leaving, he's going to a different team. However, I think the banner should stay. And the reason I think the banner should stay is because LeBron James did something that no one has been able to do. And that's come to Cleveland and bring them a National Basketball Association championship. No one's been able to do that. No one's been able to bring them an NBA championship except LeBron James. And that city, that I, I think back to the, to the parade that occurred. I mean, that parade was insane. I, I still this day, I've not seen anything like the parade in Cleveland. Those fans love LeBron James. Now, I don't care if they're upset he left. You cannot deny what he did for that organization and what he did for Cleveland in that area. Therefore, I think the banner needs to stay up there until they build a statue of LeBron in front of Quicken Loans Arena, which, which should happen uh, sooner than later. And I don't care if he's playing for the Lakers or not. They need to honor that guy. And also, uh, when it's all said and done and LeBron's career is over, there's been some debate on when he goes to the Hall of Fame, will he go in as a Cav or a Laker, depending on how he does with L.A. So let's say he goes to L.A. and he wins three championships, puts up unbelievable stats. Does he go in as a Laker? Does he go in as a Cav? My opinion is he goes in undoubtedly as a Cleveland Cavalier. No question in my mind. All right, so let's dive into this a little bit. Day one, 
I said LeBron James will be a Los Angeles Laker. People fought me on this one. I, I, th I thought it was this, I, I thought it was simple. Like I, I couldn't understand why people were fighting me on this and I posted it on Facebook. I posted it on Twitter and people were coming at me as if I'm pulling something out of thin air and I'm, this is ridiculous. So that's why I'm on here pumping my chest a little bit because people called me crazy. I mean, it'd be one thing if I came out and said LeBron's going to the Lakers and no one else like thought that or it was just like an impossibility. There were so many things that lined up for LeBron to go to LA and I'm, I'm gonna get into some of those here shortly. But I wanna play a couple clips. I wanna play one clip in particular from one of our old episodes of the No Further Comments podcast in which we had Brandon Hunter and our co-host Glenn Riley when I brought up LeBron James going to the LA Lakers. Take a listen. But 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 why not LA? Paul George goes there. You got Kuzma. They don't know how to win. Yeah, I think you want But he thinks. But but you think he thinks. But why like would that? you go to LA? Yes, he thinks Business. that. I, th I think he sets himself up. Why yeah. would you go to LA? Now, not 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 only that, there were also some Facebook messages that I received. So I posted on Facebook and there were people saying that LeBron was going to go to Detroit, which I, I thought was was insane. There's no way LeBron James is going to Detroit. Like that's that's impossible. Uh, people saying he's going to Philly. Uh, people said he was going to go to Boston. People said he was going to go to the Rockets. Uh, he might go to the Spurs or he might stay in Cleveland. No way. No way is he staying in Cleveland. I said no way. Um, I won some bets. <clears throat> I had a friend of mine who told me there's no way LeBron will go to L.A. Uh, we bet a smoothie on that. So I'm going to collect on that smoothie this week. I can't wait to go to Smoothie King. Shout out Smoothie King. I'm going to get a vanilla lean one with peanut butter. Can't wait. Okay, so let, let, let's unpack a couple things here. Let's talk about some of the teams he didn't go to and, in my opinion, why he didn't go there. Let's talk about Boston first. Now, I don't think – so if you're, the, if you're the Boston Celtics, you're Danny Ainge, and you're looking at the makeup of your team, why would you trade some of the talent you have to potentially have LeBron for the short term when I think your long-term vision and plan – is in place and it's a pretty darn good one like you're right now with LeBron going to LA you are the team in the East I don't care what anybody says the Celtics are the team in the East got a got a healthy Gordon Hayward a healthy Kyrie Irving which I know healthy and Kyrie haven't gone you know hand in hand a lot but I mean with those players healthy and in their youth movement the youth movement that they have and the players that played well, that really stepped up in the playoffs, I mean, they, they're, they're going to be a force, not only in the Eastern Conference, but in the finals. Okay, so, you know, also Kyrie. I think there's the, there's the Kyrie piece to it. Like, I, Kyrie wanted to get away from LeBron for whatever reason. You could say they fell out, which I don't know that that was necessarily the case. I think it was more so Kyrie... He wanted to be his own person. He wanted to have his own team. 
he wanted to show that he could lead a team to the to the championship right so and I think he could with this Boston Celtics lineup and in the group that they have uh, put together so I think the whole Boston thing just it just didn't add up well I, I couldn't see Danny Age making a trade to get LeBron and and deal a bunch of pieces or try to get Kawhi it just for me it just didn't fit <clears throat> Now let's jump over to Philly, another team in the East that I think is, is making huge strides. I think they're in position to be the next team up. Like Embiid and Simmons, I mean, th those two alone right there, I don't, I don't know how Fultz is going to turn out. It's still some, some questions about, you know, mentally where he is. I know he went through the injury, but uh, recovering from an injury and the, the, mental, the mental process that needs to occur for you to overcome an injury and still return to the high level. I mean, he was a number one pick. Can he get back to that type of level to where it was undoubtedly this guy's the number one guy in the draft? I mean, that's a, that's a huge mental hurdle you need to get over. So with those pieces and what they have there, I, I don't think you want to rent LeBron for a little bit because I think it stunts the growth of Ben Simmons. And also think about this, Ben Simmons is also a clutch um, management um, person, so so he signed a clutch management. So my opinion would be LeBron and Simmons probably had a conversation at some point. And, and, and if I'm Simmons, I'm telling LeBron, like, look, I would love to play alongside you. You know, it'd probably be a good thing for you to come to the, to the uh, Sixers to, to eventually win a championship. But for my personal growth, I think it's it's best for me to to continue to to excel being one of the main pieces here. I, I really think that that was a conversation, and being that Ben Simmons is a part of LeBron's group, the Clutch Group. I think LeBron respected that and said, "You know what? You know, you're right." So, not, I could be totally wrong, but that's that's just my feeling. I, I have a feeling that those conversations did occur. Uh, Houston, <laughs> I mean, I, I thought there was no way, like, like there's no way he's going to go to Houston, and largely in part because you've got James Harden already has a max contract, then you have Chris Paul who recently signed a max contract, and of course LeBron James is going to get a max contract, so if you have those three there, pretty much, I mean, who, who's left on the team? Who do you have? You don't have much. I mean, you might. I mean, you might have me playing. Like it's it's crazy. So, the other piece is you've got a ball dominant guy in James Harden, um, a team that doesn't. That I don't. I don't think they play the style of basketball that LeBron can excel in, and I don't think that Coach D'Antoni would change his style, and I don't think James Harden would change his style to accompany LeBron James. I just did not see that coming together and working as much as Chris Paul probably worked that angle and talked to him I just I just couldn't see it happening uh, the Spurs thing the Spurs things was was obviously intriguing because LeBron James has a great relationship with pop um, you put LeBron and Kawhi together uh, that's a great fit of course you know Kawhi wanted to go play for the Lakers uh, that still could happen we're going to talk about that a little bit later but um, so if LeBron goes to the Spurs, that could mend that relationship of Kawhi with the Spurs. I don't know if Kawhi has an issue with Pop more than he has an issue with the Spurs. 
so LeBron possibly could have mended whatever was going on there. So I, I, I could have seen the Spurs thing happen, but there was just too much with LA. And I'm going to get to that shortly. So I, I want to talk about one more thing, Cleveland. <sighs> Cavs fans. I have a lot of friends that are Cavs fans. Uh, I have friends that live in Cleveland. I was talking to a good friend of mine, uh, Derek Forrest, who works for one of the NBC affiliates in Cleveland. And we were talking about this situation a little bit. A lot of people in Cleveland thought he would stay. And I, and I, and I talked to some of my Cavs buddies, and, and they would say to me, if you're LeBron, this is them talking to me, if you're LeBron, why would you leave Cleveland? You got everything you want here. No, you don't. No, you don't. One of the biggest things for me with LeBron in Cleveland was the disconnect that happened, I believe, with Dan Gilbert. I think Dan Gilbert got to the point where he said, you know what, LeBron, you're great. You are one of the greatest to ever play the game. We are, we are humbled to have you here as a Cleveland Cavalier. You brought us a championship. But I think deep down inside, Dan Gilbert said, I would rather LeBron go somewhere else and us build something new. I think it got to that point. And as crazy as that may sound, I mean, I've, I mean, I, I think we've all been in situations like that where from the outside, looking in, it appears you have something that is unbelievable. But internally, you're like, eh. It's just like, let's say I have one of the most beautiful girls in the world. And deep down, I'm like, you know what? This isn't working out. I, we, we need to split up. But people on the outside, like, you need to make that work, man. That's, you outkicked your coverage, bro. You need to make this work. And I feel like Dan Gilbert probably said, you know what, it's time to part ways. And I don't think that Cleveland, Dan Gilbert, the organization, I shouldn't say Cleveland, meaning the city, but Dan Gilbert and the organization showed LeBron that we want to keep you, we want to have you here. And I think the way LeBron signed with L.A. proved my point. And we'll get into that. All right, let, let's talk about this Lakers deal. If you go back and listen to any of the old episodes of the Basketball Insider edition of this podcast, or even any of the No Further Comments podcast with my co-host Glenn Riley, in which we talk about LeBron, I have said over and over, LeBron's going to the Lakers, and here's why. So I'm going to unpack three things for you right now. Number one. LeBron wanting to be the GOAT when it's all said and done. LeBron and his businesses outside of basketball. And then three, family business. I think all three of these things impacted his decision to go to L.A. All right, so let's talk about the GOAT. Now, now LeBron James, during this, during this season, I think was, he played 82 games, statistically was one of his best seasons ever. In the playoffs, he had maybe the greatest statistical run in the history 
of the NBA. Now, I don't, I don't know all the stats from way back when Wilt played and, and those Elgin Baylor and those guys. I'm sure they had some, some great statistical runs, but this has to be one of the greatest runs. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the discussion was, is LeBron James the GOAT? And there was a game. LeBron's playing a playoff game. Uh, he, he's having an unbelievable game. And, and the Cavs are up. And th this wasn't in the uh, finals. This was prior to the finals. And LeBron is shooting over and over fadeaways. Now, when I say he's shooting fadeaways, I'm not talking about just catching the ball in the post and fading away. I'm talking about mimicking Michael Jordan fadeaways. Not the Kobe fadeaway. And trust me, the Kobe fadeaway, fadeaway and the Michael Jordan fadeaway were two different things. They look similar. If you were someone with just a, a, a basic eye for the game, but if you really know the game, Michael and Kobe's fadeaways were different. LeBron James was mimicking Michael Jordan's fadeaways. They were going in. He was hitting them left and right. It became laughable. And I think he was sending a message. And his message was, I want to be the GOAT. Some may agree with that. Like my, my co-host, Glenn Riley, on No For The Comments podcast, he doesn't agree with me with that case of, of those fadeaways were done on purpose. Although there's some others that played in the NBA that totally agree with me. But I, I think LeBron's also looking at it from this standpoint. He's probably thinking, okay, if I go to L.A. and we reach the conference finals and we knock off the mighty, mighty Golden State Warriors, the Hampton Five in them, and I lead this Lakers team, you cannot deny me as the GOAT. We beat the Warriors, we go to the finals, we play the Celtics maybe, and we beat the Celtics. You have to call me the GOAT. And if you think he hasn't thought about that, you're crazy. You are absolutely out of your mind if you think he did not process that. Okay, GOAT discussion. Now I want to get on to business-wise. Spring Hill Entertainment. That's one of, my, uh, one of LeBron's many businesses uh, that he owns. And it's an entertainment business, uh, making movies, I believe documentaries and other things. Now he signed a big contract, I want to say maybe the end of 2015, 2016. This is a company he's building. And he signed a deal with Warner Brothers, and it's in Hollywood. So as LeBron James is on this pursuit to be a billionaire, which he said publicly, I want to be a billionaire one day. As he's on his pursuit to be a billionaire, I honestly think he, in his mind, he has a better opportunity to become a billionaire and enter the entertainment world if he's in L.A. Now, could he do it from Cleveland? Yeah, he can commute. He can fly back and forth. And you say, okay, in the summertime or the offseason, you can live in L.A., but during the season you're here in Cleveland. That's true. I can't deny that. However, it's easier when you can go right down the street to Spring Hill Entertainment. You live right around the corner from it. LeBron James has two homes in L.A. and is currently building a third. Or he might, by this time, it might be ready. I guess he's going to maybe sell one of them. 
So from a business standpoint, it made sense. Also, from a business standpoint, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, to me, was one of the biggest selling points of this whole deal. I mean, of anybody that's ever played the game of basketball, whose situation mirrors LeBron's? Magic Irvin Johnson. Or should I say Irvin Magic Johnson, excuse me. Who I've met on several occasions. One of the best dudes that I've ever met. You know, Magic, Magic grew up in Michigan. He's a Midwest guy. Grew up in maybe not the best environment. Um, similar styles. LeBron's obviously more Magic than he is anybody that's ever played the game. Big guard, could do a lot of things. He's obviously, I think he's better than Magic, but so. And then Magic, when Magic left the game, he was involved in so many business things. So, so, so here's now a mentor. And especially, and, and we can't, we can't you know, grace past this, but the fact that LeBron James can now look at Magic face-to-face -face and get advice and have a mentor. And, and hey, th this is facts. You have a black mentor. And I think that means a lot to a LeBron James to have another black man look you in your face and be a mentor and give you the advice and guidance you need. Some may, some may not think that's a big deal. Trust me, it's a big deal. Family business. The last thing I want to dive into. I think, you know, they say, you know, when, 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 you're, when you have a happy wife, you have a, a happy home. And I, I really think his wife wanted to be in L.A., and as much as she probably loved Cleveland, had friends there, I mean, just the weather, the lifestyle in L.A. just probably fit her a lot better, raising her kids. Um, and then Bronny, his youngest son, being able to go to school out in L.A., Scottie Pippen and Kenyon Martin's son both go to Sierra Canyon, and it sounds like Bronny's going to end up going there. He'll be an eighth grader this year, but when he's a freshman in high school. So now you have a blueprint of two famous NBA player sons who went to a school and have had success, so they tell LeBron, hey, this is what it's going to be like. Okay, cool. I can, I can send my son there. So I think from a family standpoint, it, it was a great fit. So you, you put all this stuff together. Like I always say, put it all in a pot, mix it together, boom. There you go. The purple and gold. Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm going to tell you this. When it's all said and done, LeBron James's impact off the court will be bigger than his impact on the court. Now, I know that's, that's, that's a bold statement, but I truly believe that because of his social awareness, his consciousness, his, his willingness to stand up for social issues, injustices, helping others, becoming a billionaire puts you to a level where you can do a lot more than just the average person or even the average politician. So think about that. Okay, now, now I wanna jump into another big question. Who's gonna come join him? The Lakers aren't gonna be very good next year. Remember, he signed for four years, okay? LeBron James didn't sign for one, didn't sign for two. Some people thought he was going to sign for two. He signed for four years. Now, there might be something in a contract. I've not heard this where there might be an opt-out after three or something. I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet, but he's there for four years. 
So this is going to be a process. The first year, I don't think they're necessarily going to win a NBA championship. They could. If Kawhi Leonard, uh, they make the moves and go after Kawhi Leonard and he comes, that could become a reality. Okay, so let's talk about Kawhi a little bit. A couple people said, um, you know, don't, don't go after Kawhi right now because you don't want to trade everybody. Get Kawhi next year. If you wait to get Kawhi next year, you're in the same boat you were with PG, with Paul George. Think about it. Paul George with Indiana Pacers, okay? If Paul George stays with Indiana Pacers, he's set to make the max this year. He could sign for 200 and some plus million dollars. So instead of doing that, he turns that down and go to OKC, do a one-year deal, and then jump to the Lakers. Like, that was the plan. The Lakers thought, this is a layup. We got it in the bag. But PG decided, nah, this is a pretty good deal here in, in, in OKC. I'm going I'm to sign this, this four-year deal for, you know, 150-some million dollars. Now, PG lost a lot of money in this whole thing. Like, if he stays with the Pacers, he would have gotten 200-plus million dollars. He's making less there at OKC. Plus, signing four years, he could have signed two years and got that 10-year veteran exception deal or whatever that is and signed for more money. So he's potentially, you know, turned down about 70 or so more million dollars. So I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not an expert in the whole NBA contract. So there has to be something there that was appealing to Paul George. Or maybe he just didn't care about all the money. Maybe he was more concerned with the culture and, and what, he, what surrounded him. So... That is what it is. So the, the Lakers, to some extent, thought that Paul George was in the bag. So I think with Kawhi, you have to go after him aggressively right now. You can't wait for next year and think Kawhi is automatically going to come to the Lakers next year. I wouldn't do that because the Spurs, it sounds like they're going to trade Kawhi. I don't think there's any way he's going to play for the, the Spurs next year and pop. So if he goes somewhere else for one year and falls in love with it, like Paul George, and stays there, what do you then do? I say you go after PG, I'm sorry, not PG, you go after Kawhi, you, you, you trade who you need to trade, obviously the Spurs are going to ask for a lot because Pop usually doesn't trade um, in, in conference like that, especially to competition like the Lakers, but the thing is the Spurs are old, Pop needs new blood, like they're just stuck on getting old players and foreign players. And the Lakers have a lot of good pieces that they can trade and I think Pop would really like. So Pop and that whole organization need to kind of step down off of that whole I'm not trading to the Lakers deal and say, okay, wait a minute, let's see what's on the table. It might be beneficial for both parties. So if Kawhi ends up, if, if the Lakers get aggressive and Kawhi ends up with the Lakers and you've got LeBron and Kawhi and whatever pieces are left, Lonzo, if Lonzo's at point. Um, I, st I, th I think you've, you've got a good group. You've got the makings of something really special that could knock off the Warriors eventually. So let's talk about some pieces that are there. Uh, Lance Stevenson signed um, and JaVale McGee signed. Now, I think those two pieces are, are, are key. A lot of people laughed. <laughs> Last night when they heard Lance Stevenson's going there because Lance obviously blew, on, blew in um, 
LeBron's ear and, and all that stuff. I, and Lance is goofy. You know, he's a, he's a former Bearcat just like me. I know Lance. Uh, know him very well. He's a crowd favorite. Uh, the dude really does play hard. Like, he tries to play good defense. He's a, he's a showman. Uh, he's very entertaining. But I think that's something that could help LeBron um, if, if they manage that situation right. Uh, or it could, go, it could go pretty south quickly. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the Lance Stevenson deal. JaVale McGee, which I'm not a huge JaVale McGee fan. I mean, obviously he passes the eye test and the potential's there. But at some point it's like, eh, what, it, it, time's kind of slipping by you here, JaVale. Obviously he played pretty decently for the Warriors. I think the good thing with the trade to get JaVale McGee is at least he can give you some insight into beating the Warriors and what needs to be done. So LeBron could be looking at that as a, as a chess move to help beat the Warriors. Uh, Boogie Cousins is, is somebody they're talking about. I, I forgot about Boogie Cousins. They're talking about potentially uh, signing him. I think he met with the Lakers. I don't know if by the time this is heard, if they've you know, done the deal or not done the deal at all. I'm not sure. And I'm not sold on Boogie Cousins uh, coming to the Lakers. I'm not sure that that's a good fit. Not overly excited about that. So, uh, I, so much could happen. Um, and, and you've got to the NBA. You, you know, you come off of a of an entertaining regular season. Um, the playoffs were good. I wouldn't say the playoffs were great. I'd say they're good. I thought the draft was inter interesting. And a lot of people that aren't in the know, I think, with basketball, missed how good this draft was and will be. I think there's some players in this draft that are really going to do well in the NBA that people are just they're just counting them out. They're like, "Ah, this draft wasn't that great." They don't notice some of the names. I mean, who who thought Donovan Mitchell was going to be the player he is right now with the Jazz? And I think there are a lot of guys like Donovan Mitchell. Not that they play like him, but they have that same type of ability to jump to the league and become a superstar. I think there were a lot of guys like that in the draft. So um, you, and you got to go, you go from the draft to this, this free agency. And this free agency has been exciting thus far. And there's still more to come. And then you jump from free agency and now summer league starts up. So who's going to make it? Who's not? You know, uh, locally, Gary Clark is getting ready to play with the Rockets in the summer league. So it's interesting to see what Gary Clark's going to do. Uh, some of the Xavier guys, J.P. McCura, Trayvon Blewett, those guys will be playing in the Summer League. Interested to see if they get picked up by an NBA team. So uh, you, you just got to love it. And then, then before you know it, the regular season's here. So the NBA's, in a, in a, in a, I think, in a great position. There's just been a lot of great marketing. Um, and don't forget the NBA awards that just occurred that you know a lot of people were talking about. Whether you like them or not, whether you like the awards ceremony itself or you like the decision on who got the MVP, who got the Defensive Player of the Year, it garnered a lot of attention. And that's what the NBA like. They love that. Okay, now, the last thing I want to talk about is this contract LeBron James has with the Lakers. It's got a four-year deal. I talked about this before. I'm going to bring it up again. LeBron James, his plan is to play with his son, Bronny. 
whether he plays, obviously the goal would be to play alongside of him or just play in the NBA one year with or against him. And I could see that playing out. So let's say you play four years with L.A., and then uh, the NBA is going to, they're going to eventually change this rule where you can go from high school to the NBA. And so by the time Bronny finishes high school, he'll make himself eligible for the NBA draft. And, you know, at some point, some team is going to decide, you know what, you know, that's, that's LeBron James' son. We, we, we better get this guy. And, you know, some team like maybe the Cavs draft Bronny. Um, and LeBron James is doing these one-year deals or, or whatever he does and jumps to play with Bronny, and it's his final year. I think after LeBron plays with his son, plays with or against, he's going to call it quits. Like, he's, he's done what he's needed to do, and I think, that's a, I think it's been a great career. It's been a fascinating career. If you look back from St. Vincent, St. Mary's, all the way to L.A. and wherever he happens to go after that. It has been an entertaining career. I mean, it is, it's a movie. And he's got Spring Hill Entertainment, so he could make his own movie, his own 8 Mile if he wants. That is such an entertaining movie. And for the generation that's coming up that didn't see this movie called LeBron, they're going to watch it and go, no way. Like, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's a crazy movie. And I think the great ending to that movie would be LeBron playing with Bronny in Cleveland. LeBron riding off into the sunset. LeBron going into the Hall of Fame in a K Cleveland Cavaliers uniform. They build a statue at Quicken Loans of LeBron and his son Bronny playing in Cleveland. LeBron heads back out to L.A., finishes the rest of his life living in L.A. And right there, let's bring that Tupac hook to live and die in L.A. right back on in. And I want to thank everybody for listening to another No Further Comics podcast, our Basketball Insider edition. And I had to get this one in quick. Last night when I found out LeBron was going to L.A., I said, I've got to get in the studio and record a podcast ASAP. i got a lot to talk about. Hope everybody enjoyed it. If you disagreed with me, agreed with me, you can always hit me up on social media at Alex underscore Meacham, M-E-A-C-H-A-M. That's on Instagram and Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, Alex Meacham. You can also hit us up on the No Further Comments podcast, official Instagram and Twitter, at NFC Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, No Further Comments Podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening to another edition. And we'll be back next week. Uh, my co-host Glenn Riley, Mario Doremus will be back in the Kenwood Studios for another edition of the No For The Comments podcast. Thanks for listening. Well,